Hey fellow nerds, I'm Megan Smiley and this is the Lawyer's Escape Pod. For those of you who've gotten into practice, looked around and thought, so this is my life? I get it. You're in deep and you feel stuck. You may have no idea what the next step would be, or maybe you have an idea, but think it's unrealistic. I truly believe that there's a path forward for each of us if we're intentional about finding it. And this podcast will be a great source of advice and inspiration for you to make that leap to a more fulfilling career. Hey guys, today my guest is Francesca Chang. She's a lawyer turned marketing professional, tech recruiter, published travel writer, and life coach for lawyers. Francesca tells us about this process of leaving practice to explore all these other career opportunities. And it's, you know, it's a it's a pretty broad list of things that she's done since practicing law. And I think it's really such a great example of what can evolve when you don't tie yourself to a preconceived notion of what your career can be. Um, you know, as you hear her talking about how she went from one thing to another, there's a real lightness in her willingness to explore things she hadn't thought about. And even though she had gone to law school, she didn't sort of decide that she was done exploring her her career opportunities at that point. So I think it's a really interesting journey, and I am sure you will enjoy hearing about it. Francesca, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I ask everyone the same question to start, which is what took you to law school in the first place? Um, You know, during undergrad, I was very involved in civil rights movements, um, human rights movements. Um, I went to UCLA and, you know, this was even before, I guess, things like same-sex marriage were on the ballot. Um, These kind of things that are, you know, were very, we talk about so often now and so casually now. Um, I was really invested in those causes. And so I thought, you know, maybe being a lawyer will help me pursue um, this social justice that I'm interested in. Yeah. So what was your experience of law school? You know, law school, surprisingly, I guess, it wasn't as stereotypical as I had. um, It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, I went to University of San Francisco, and it wasn't like a competitive cutthroat environment. I loved the professors. My class was very collaborative, very supportive. I didn't experience that, you know, that kind of, uh, that, um, I don't know, that toxic kind of competitiveness. Um, I never felt that way. But personally for me, it was very stressful, very unhealthy. Um, I gained 20 pounds, I think, my first year. And I started losing hair. Um, you know, I, I noticed so many mood shifts. My family was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, this is not oh, normal yeah. the way you're behaving. So it was for personally, it was not a good thing. Yeah. So was that just because the just the stress of sort of not because anyone was being horrible, but just the inherent stress of the of law school was kind of weighing on you? Exactly. And, you know, the way that law school is and that the way that it's taught, right, is we're kind of thrown into like the deep end and we don't have a lot of resource, resources to figure things out. Like professors have complete, the have the, you know, the liberty of 
pitching however they want and hiding the ball, which I never found to be helpful for anyone. Yeah. That yeah. just made me think of I had this I had this contracts professor who was super old and very old school and he was like went through this whole example with a haberdashery and he's like, So that's how a contract is formed or is it? And I'm like, erase, erase, what? I think I just learned the opposite of what I was supposed to learn in this class. Yeah, you know? it, it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so did you stick with like was your goal for coming out of law school did that stay consistent were you kind of like looking for something in the social justice arena you know no honestly um I think my goals changed and a lot of it was just the pressure from all the debt I accrued mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah you know like six-figure debt it was it didn't seem realistic to go into public interest or I mean, I had to, I had to survive. I had to support myself in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, yeah. and so I, I kind of just, I took the first job I could get, really. Yeah. So where did you end up? I ended up working for a solo practitioner in Oakland, California, and this was at, you know, this was what 2013, not, um, not soon after. Uh, I mean, so a great recession, right? 2008, and then the economy is still not great. And then on top of that, I was in the competitive Bay Area with so many different law schools that I wasn't at one of the top law schools. So getting a job out of law school was, you know, I, I was surprised. It was like application number 23 for someone even contacted me. Right, right. So, so you end up in a job that you sort of never were aiming to have in mm-hmm. the first place. Right. Um, so, and how did, how did that go and how long did that last? Um, it lasted a very short time. <laughs> um, and, you know, it wasn't, like, the job wasn't horrible. I just, I didn't feel like I was helping anybody, to be honest. You know, I realized private practice is you're catering to these very, very rich people who have, in my opinion, you know, of course they have problems, but it's, not like you said it's not something I was anticipating and um I was making such a low salary in the Bay Area so when a new job came along that wasn't even it wasn't a law firm it was it was still it was within legal services so still related to my Mm -hmm. uh, field but not practicing law there was no question that I was going to take it yeah so what do you mean when you say it came along were you actively looking for things I was networking, yes. So I, I was actively networking in the Bay Area. It um, kind of came by accident, but, you know, I was just so ready to move on. I, I, I was always looking forward to trying new things. Like, I never had this mentality that I could only be a lawyer. And I realize now that's very rare. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so when a, a new job came along where the benefits are great, salary was great I was gonna I was getting paid to travel the entire country and you know stay at nice hotels um I was like of course what what does it matter that I'm not practicing law right so what exactly were you doing in that next position it was a business development and marketing role for uh, a class action administration firm interesting Mm-hmm. So I know you said that you'd been sort of networking, but you know, that it, I think, I think one thing that really stresses lawyers out is that they don't 
like maybe they know they don't want to practice law, but they would hear you say that and go like, well, how, but I don't know how to do that. How would you ever get that job? So, um, you know, I think it's a good lesson to be like, you know, A, networking works. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, you know, did you, did you feel any like um, hesitation about your own ability to do it? Or you're just like, yeah, looks like I can do this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a, you know, that's a good question. I, I didn't really feel hesitation. I had some marketing and sales background. And for me, um, you know, I had no problem remarketing myself and saying, I, I, yeah. I can do this job. Um, and I think it just goes back to my curiosity and my, my willingness to try new things. I know I never, I, maybe because I didn't stay in law that long, I, I didn't develop that kind of risk averse thinking where you know you can't do different things or try risky things I was always just like okay what's next yeah yeah I mean I think that is sort of a rare thing at least to have initially I think people kind of maybe learn to to take on more risk but it seems like you were not um, burdened with some of the sort of the things that surround us as lawyers, right? Like the prestige factor holding you back or the, like this identity being wrapped up in being a lawyer. Is mm. that fair to say? Totally. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but, you know, my struggle was just other people's opinions of me leaving, right? Uh, that yes. that was yeah. <laughs> So whose opinions were you most concerned about? I mean, the minute I would tell a lawyer, right? Who, which is who I'm most surrounded by. The minute I would tell a lawyer, like, oh, I'm going to try a different career or I'm going to try just something else. It was just this, this uh, look of horror or, judge, or judgment. <laughs> really, it really what it was was judgment right, of like, why, why right. would you do something like that? Like, you're crazy. You spent all this time and this money. To, you know, the whole sunk cost fallacy right. kind of people projecting. And I was like, it, it was just annoying. It was like, why do I need to answer? Or why do I need to defend myself? And for a while, I really was defending myself. I was like, oh, I have to answer to these people. But honestly, once I got out of that culture and that environment and not being surrounded by lawyers, it didn't matter anymore. Yeah, I think that's so important. You know, I think it's sort of like you're inside this world and you don't realize that it's not like that everywhere else because it's yeah. all that you know and it's the it's a typical sort of reaction from inside the box um mm -hmm. you know and we carry so much weight around it but then you like you get outside the box and you're like nobody cares, exactly. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> you know it's just so light <laughs> once you yeah. realize that uh and a real testament to the importance of like um yeah, just who you surround yourself with and sort of um, diversifying the people you're getting feedback from. Right. So, so you're doing business development and marketing and how, how is that going? How does that evolve for you? Um, I did that for about a year. Um, after that, uh, changed jobs again um, to something totally different. Um, tried recruiting for a little bit in San Francisco um legal recruiting or just right no recruiting? tech recruiting something totally I, yeah. I, something I had no experience in um 
what you caused, know what caused that jump for you <laughs> um can i say this on a podcast working with too many lawyers <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was still working with so many lawyers in legal services. And, um, you know, I wanted to do, I wanted to really explore the business side of things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you have a board that is just controlled by, like I said, that risk averse legal thinking, they're all lawyers, like they came from, you know, like 30 years of careers in law, it's, it's hard to take risks. It's hard to try anything. Um, you don't get support and you don't get, uh, you get pushback whenever you want to try something risky or new or, you know, you want to grow a business and they're still using that thinking that was taught in law school. Right, right. Yeah. So you're sort of looking to break free from that. Tech makes sense. Like tech is almost like the op opposite end of the spectrum um, from yeah. law in many yeah. ways. <laughs> My husband's in tech, so I'm always like, <laughs> oh yeah. I feel like I've been made more aware of that since I met him. And then after the tech recruiting, I I um I went I stayed in tech, and then interestingly, I got a job. So again, in legal services, but this time I was marketing, uh, you know, e-discovery software, um, mm -hmm. which was all. AI. Um, and right. so like you said, like that, it was a tech environment. It was so liberating, you know, like people didn't care about the fact that I had a, a lawyer title before and they were just like, okay, yeah, we work from home on Fridays, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I've told the story before, but I remember my husband going for a interview some, a couple of years in the noise. Anyway, he's like, going for an interview and he's wearing jeans and a t-shirt and I was like yep. what are you doing dude like you can't wear that and he's like what are you talking about you don't know like maybe lawyers wear suits to absolutely every interview but it would be <laughs> ridiculous if I did and I was like oh, oh interesting yeah <laughs> so so did you did you enjoy that kind of work because this also sounds like you're really tapping into different types of skills, not just different environments. Yeah, I did. It was, I mean, it was a journey, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I, I don't know why our society and especially like America, right? It's, we discourage people from, like you said, like trying different skills, from exploring yeah. different skills. And it's like, we, you know, as a lawyer, there, there are so many things that you're good at and you, you can do. Um, but we, yeah, there's just this attitude of like, no, you, you went to law school or you did this one thing. So that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. How did you balance through this process? Like one of the things you initially said was sort of the weight of your loans. Like how did that play out for you with sort of getting out of law and into these other, other areas? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of looked at it and well, okay. So the way I looked at it, right, was like I told you that first job out of law school. They were paying me such a low salary yeah. that any other job that I had was going to be, first of all, better than that anyway. Yeah. Um, and then even now, the way I look at my loans, because I, I still have them, is I, they're going to be there regardless, right? That, that thing hanging over my head. 
And I just had to kind of make a choice. It's like, okay, am I going to let this thing that's going to be here for the next 10, 20 years, whatever, regardless of what I do, am I going to let that control like how I live my life? Or am I just going to do what I want and let that be there? Um, And so, you know, that was was a choice I had to make. And I, I will say, like, I don't have any regrets. Like I've, I've always been able to do like an income based for payment plan so that I've, I've never defaulted. I've just, yeah, of course, maybe my loans would be less if I stayed in the law right now. Yeah. But yeah, you know, that's I think that's such a good message because I think that is like, I think that holds a lot of people back because they just think, well, I can't. And, you know, it's not to say it doesn't require planning and strategizing, um, but if you just sort of put that up as, like, the reason you cannot do anything differently, it's going to keep you really stuck. And it's kind of that old school mentality, you know, like, we were all told, like, you know, go get a job, keep it, like, get your 401k, like, buy a house. And, like, that's just not the reality for people now, right? Like, sometimes you you really have to readjust based on like the world is functioning differently now. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and exactly what you're, what you're saying. It's like there, that's the golden handcuff, right? That's just keeping you at a job, do, doing things, spending your life hours for something you don't like because this money is here or it's paying off alone. Yeah. Yeah. But it, you know, it, it is, it is holding a lot of people in yeah. those cups for sure. Sure. So, I take it you are not still at the the tech recruiting job. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. I now live in Taipei, Taiwan. Um, I am a travel blogger um, that gets like collaborate with the government here in Taiwan to promote the island to the rest of the world. And then I've also recently um, opened my own life coaching business for years. Nice. So, jumping back. Moving to Taiwan and, and becoming a travel blogger is a fairly large jump from sort of <laughs> even the tech, you know, sort of still sort of corporate side of things. So yeah. what what prompted that move? Oh, yeah, there was, I mean, there was a reason. Um, my husband was relocated here for his job. Oh. Um, and, you know, initially when we got the offer, I was like, no, I just, you know, I just made myself, made something of myself in tech in San Francisco. Why would I leave? And then I, again, I stepped back and I was like, eh, when have I ever defined myself by a job, right? <laughs> like when, yeah. you know, when has this been the most important thing to me? And so I was like, we have nothing to lose by relocating to another country. Um, I mean, we have ties here in Taiwan, right? Like my father is Taiwanese. Um, my husband is also Taiwanese American. So it wasn't like a completely brand new thing for us. We had both lived here before and we have family here. We know the culture. Um, but yeah, uh, when I when we moved back, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Like I didn't have anything lined up. And yeah. so that was kind of another journey for me to figure out, okay, now what do I do? Right, right. Yeah. Was that was that scary or was it just kind of like you knew you knew what you were getting into and you had time to figure it out? I, you know, it's sort of, it seems, it seems like a very different kind of move than your previous moves, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely had time. Um, I, I did go, I did struggle a little bit just because um, being like a trailing spouse was like something so new to me and I didn't like it. I didn't, 
like being at home as a housewife. Yeah, <laughs> at first, yeah. I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> what do I do with myself? I, I, you know, I don't feel any purpose. And so what I did was I, um, I kind of just started, again, networking, right? Just networking yeah. being keeps coming up. I, I reached out to the people that I did know here. I had previously lived here and worked for a travel magazine um, when I was in my youth. Yeah, in between, in between college and law school. I had written for a travel magazine here in Taiwan when I lived here. And yeah. so I just, you know, hit up the editor and was like, hey, I'm back. <laughs> Do you have any jobs for me? And, you know, I started writing freelance. Um, my articles caught the attention of a uh, local tour group or uh, tour agency. Started working for them. Lost my job during COVID. <laughs> And then I was like, okay, you know what? I have all of these experiences because I worked as a, actually I'm like a tour scout for the company. I would travel the island and find experiences and places for tours. That sort of sounds like my dream. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was really cool. Like it was fun. Um, It was hard work though. But, you know, um, when I lost my job, I was like, okay, I have all of these experiences. Like I want to share this anyway with the world. And so that's kind of what really really pushed me to do the blogging thing and eventually get you know use my own connections and then get these opportunities to do it professionally yeah yeah I mean you really roll with it (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know thank you it's 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 a you know I think I've had this discussion is it around the issue of resiliency or lack thereof in a lot of lawyers. Um, And it seems like you're really able to tap into sort of a resiliency about like making change and continuing to kind of find what works for you in new, new situations. Yeah. And I, yeah, thank you for saying that. Um, You know, sometimes it was my own choice and then sometimes it was, I was forced to because of my environment, but I just, I, now that you say that it's it's such an important life experience you know to be able to have to shift and figure things out yeah because then when you do it then you trust yourself that you'll be able to do it you know I think a lot of lawyers are so stuck because they're like oh what if I take the wrong step and then I'm I don't then I'm in the wrong place and don't know what to do there's this kind of fear of, of not trusting yourself but it's like, it's okay. You're probably going to change again. <laughs> yeah. You'll be I mean, able to figure it out again. <laughs> and you know, that, that is actually something I ask my clients now, as the yeah. clients that I coach is, yeah. I ask them, I'm like, what's scarier, right? Like staying in this situation that you hate or trying something else and failing, right? Like what's scarier? Yeah. What do they say? <laughs> I think some people's answer is it's scarier to fail. Yeah, probably it, not the people you're working with because they're trying to, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, of course, there there is that resistance at first, yeah. but it's yeah. Um, but like you said, it's like they they seek a coach because they they want something to change. Right? Yeah. So we sort of skipped over the step of when and how do you start coaching and what does that look like for you now? Yeah, I started coaching um, at the end of last year, um, 2020, and. Um, you know, it's funny, I I thought I would just be coaching lawyers, which pr- I am predominantly, like most of my clients are lawyers, but I realized I'm able to help all walks of life, right? Anyone who wants clarity with their current situation, anyone who's, you know, especially people who are trying to become entrepreneurs, like I didn't realize like what I'm doing is 
an entrepreneurial thing, right? Um, right, so right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so I'm able to help with that as well. Um, but yeah, so it just started at the end of the year and a um, uh, lot of uh, a lot of people looking for change, which is good. I, I'm inspired yeah. by that. Yeah, I think this year in particular has really prompted a lot of people to re-examine where they are, what they're doing, and having like, for better and for worse, working, you know, not having to go to a physical like law firm every day. I think as the date approaches that people are expected to go back, it's people are really, there's like a, I, I can't do this. I can't, yeah. I can't go back there kind of a, a feeling with a lot of people. So yeah. Yeah. So what do you like, where do you see it all evolving? Like, are you just sort of following your thread or is there a grand plan? Um, I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, like, I think that's a perfectly great answer. <laughs> yeah. It, it's I, like you said, now that I think about it, it's like, I've, I've been so used to, like you said, just rolling with it that I don't yeah. need like a certain outcome or I don't give myself a, you know, of course I have goals, right. With my business and who I want to help and my blog, but I'm just, yeah. as long as I'm, waking up every day and feeling good about what I'm doing I feel like that's you know that's yeah I've, I've accomplished what, I've, what yeah. I want to accomplish I was just talking to someone about this that it's you know I think a lot of lawyers feel stuck and they they ask themselves what do I want to do but I think in some ways the better f- question is how do I want to feel right like you feel like you're helping people you feel you know happy right like that's that matters so much more than like whatever you wrote on a piece of paper is like, quote unquote, your profession. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah. 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 You know? Um, but that's so antithetical really to like how we're trained. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So if you were sort of, and you are <laughs> talking to people who feel stuck and are looking for a change, um, what's sort of a, piece of advice that you would give them as like a starting point yeah you know the way I really start with people is actually that's a that's a great question that you that you just posed there it's like how do you want to feel every day right I I do ask my clients like what does your ideal day look like right like how do you want to spend your time and we just we start from there and then we do some more deep digging of like what are your values right like what's important to you is it your family um, and how how are you living in accordance with that value, right? And that's right. kind of where the big shift happens, and people kind of really have to reassess and yeah. do some deep work. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I think those are questions that they haven't really asked themselves in yeah. maybe a while, or maybe for some people ever. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so awesome. So Francesca, how can people find you? I so I have you know I have my blog. Um, to be honest, I think uh, people like to reach out to me on my Instagram because that is where I show like every single part of my life: um, the blogging, the coaching, my daily whatever I'm up to here in Taiwan. And yeah. uh, it's the handle is Attorney on a Journey. Um, that's also my blog name. That's also my coaching business name. It's Attorney on a Journey Life Coaching. 
so um yeah you can reach out to me on instagram i'm on linkedin of course um where there's more information about the coaching business great well I have been wanting to go to Taiwan, so I personally know that whenever I can travel again and I get to start planning trips, now I know someone in Taiwan, which I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. Also, I assume be able to give me great directions about what to do there. Oh, of course. Oh, my gosh. I, I would love for you to come to Taiwan, Megan. I would be happy it's, to show you It looks you like such a beautiful country. It and is. We had a, we had a, in my job at Fordham, we had a partnership with, um, with the school, with the law school there, with National oh. Taiwan University. And so I had colleagues there too. And uh, oh, awesome. yeah, so I don't know, I feel this pull there. So yeah. I like to just be like, where do I just feel like going? And I put it on a list and then I just go. <laughs> yeah. And you know that, that what you just said there, I have this feeling, I have this pull. Um, I noticed, you know, ever since coaching is that lawyers kind of lose that that ability to listen to themselves and to listen to what's yeah. pulling them or what they're feeling even, right? I know. God forbid you have a dream. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. I know we uh, took a little organizing with the time difference between there and California. So thank you for your flexibility. And of course. It was, really, it was really great chatting with you. Likewise. Likewise.